How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's Jeremy White with Sneaky Joe DiBiase. Fakes the handoff to Singletary. Allen looking to run. Now going to fire to Knox. Caught in the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. Somebody get the fire extinguisher. Dawson Knox is as hot as a firecracker. Hey, the sun's out. Holy cow. Look out the window, and it's bright. There's a shadow yeah. that you can see. That, that's that's the key. Like, I, it looked brighter than cloudy, and I thought, I don't know if it's direct sunlight mm-hmm. or if it's just thinner cloud cover, but then I saw a person walking, and they, there was a shadow being cast. Jeremy White. So first time in two weeks that the first sun's time, made any appearance. First time since December 29th the sun has appeared. Wow. Sneaky Joe DiBiase. My immediate thought is, can I golf? Just seeing the sun out. On WGR Sports Radio 550. I received an invitation to golf tomorrow. It's going to be 60 tomorrow? I was sending out invitations to golf tomorrow. I did not send one to you because I... Am I safe in assuming you are going to be consumed with Arsenal and Manchester City? Yes. Okay. Well, I've made the right call then. Tomorrow, that is accurate. Yeah. That's probably not the reason I can't golf. It's, you know, everything else also. Sure. Right. right. And There are other things that might uh, factor in. Yeah. High of 58 tomorrow, but it's also going to be really windy. Wind gusts. I'm okay with that. Yeah? <laughs> I know. You're, you're famously okay with that. What, yes. t- what time are you teeing off? Let's say you're teeing off at noon tomorrow. Do you know what the wind looks like tomorrow? No clue. I know that I only saw the temperature and the little sun icon. Okay. And that there was a sun icon today and yesterday. So I was hoping the ground wouldn't be just mud. Yeah. Yeah, that's the number one thing keeping me away. Number two is wind expected to be up to 20 miles per hour, gusting up to 48. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. Have a good time on the course. Listen, the great equalizer. I'm going to hit it far right anyway. Give me that wind gust to push it back to the center. Also, that might be good, actually, for uh, for the ground, though. That's true. Some wind throughout the day, dry it out a little bit. Yeah, that makes so you sense. Might, you might need the wind on this on this day. Gusting up, up to 48 miles an hour tomorrow. Today, um, yeah, sunny. Looks like it's going to be a great day today. Sun's out most of the day. High 48, mostly clear. Fine. And the wind, I don't think the wind, no, wind today's nothing. So today would be a nice day. Today might be your day where the course dries out and then tomorrow's a little drier and windy. Sure. So good morning. morning. Good morning. Jeremy and Joe with you here. Golf. I think I'm going tomorrow. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a go. It's gonna be hopefully not so muddy that like if it's so muddy that like the ball impacts the fairway and it just sinks. Like you know, like when it's so wet out that you won't even get any roll. Plugs. It'll, yeah. Right. It'll plug right in. Like if it's at that point, I'll probably just you know pack up and leave. Yeah. Plug season. Plug season's no fun. Everything. Every hole is longer. Once you get into June, May, June, you start getting some rolling L- fairways. Listen, any golf, though, on in mid-February. Oh, it was a win. I mean, come on. Yeah. I don't think I've ever golfed. I, there's no way I've ever golfed before March, here at least. Temperatures in the 50s this week. I saw Patrick Hammer Channel 2, friend of the show. He was asked yesterday, are we, uh, are we done? Is, is winter not going to happen? What did he say? He said, we still have March. So I, I I get the impression that um, he's well, not ruling it out. No, I think he's in fact expecting winter to return in March. Perfect, just in time for. I I was thinking on Sunday like it's be good. It's gonna be a good spring for uh, the Bills hosting some free agents. No, like Mario Williams weather. Yeah, what's that? Mid March. That's like mid March, and Pat is maybe saying. Why do I feel like it was a, that was like March twelfth? 
right? It could have been. In that neighborhood? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, good morning. Uh, Jeremy and Joe, I already said that. And the phone number is 803-0550 if you want to uh, to join us. We'll have no Don Granado today. They're out on the West Coast, and we'll catch up with Don at some point in this trip. Mm-hmm. We'll talk to Paul at 7 o'clock and Marty Baron at 8 o'clock if you want to uh, you know, get the full recap on what happened in last night's hockey game. Sabres lost, and maybe more important for me than that hockey game was watching Devin Levi, their Sabres, uh, the Sabres goalie prospect, top prospect, and... Yeah, best goalie in college hockey. He played last night for Northeastern. They won the Bean Pot, so good for him. Pretty cool. Yeah, they beat uh, they beat Harvard. <laughs> Here's something that's kind of funny that it was a shootout. Oh, so, okay. You know the NHL went to the shootout. What 2005, 2005, yes, 2006 out of the lockout. So we're coming up on almost 20 years of the shootout in the NHL, which of course normalized the shootout. I can tell you that each conference in hockey does it differently it's not always shootout it's not always the same overtime yeah. whether it's the big 10 or you know i did games with niagara for 10 years and those overtimes i think went to four on four at best and then just ended in ties okay at no point when i was doing niagara games did they ever go to shootouts that's the pre-lockout nhl rules yes yes okay. kind of uh, yeah right there's no three on three when i'm doing the games now last night they go three on three for five minutes and then to a shootout yeah. between Northeastern and Harvard. So here's one of the oldest tournaments in hockey. <laughs> and like, right. This, hey, Har- Dates back to the 1800s and like one-eyed willies like, <laughs> in, the, in the game. Harvard and Northeastern had not played in that game against each other in 70 years. In the final? In the final. And here it is, first time in the final and also first time wow. shootout. So... And he won MVP. He won MVP for the tournament. He was very good. His state percentage was nine fifty or something like that. Yeah, he, he stopped sixty five of sixty eight yeah. shots. In the he tournament. stopped all three shooters in the shootout. Oh. Made a couple of saves. You know, he makes a save on the second shooter. Devin Levi does glove save and then turns his back to the shooter and kind of just flips it at him. A little bit of attitude on it. <laughs> so if all you right. like your goalie with a little bit of mustard, I think he might have a little bit of that. It was Joe. It was so fun to watch him. Then I texted Chris Baker of Sabres Prospects right after to say, hey, that was my first Levi experience, Devin Levi, and I'm in love. Because, you know, the Sabres, of course, they've had some decent goaltending this year at times. But um, to get somebody that could potentially be elite would be, you know, a big, yeah. a big win, obviously. Uh, there was one game last year. My first experience would have been he was on ESPNU against just somebody. no, no UMass Lowell or something. And... I was taken aback at how small he was. He is small. Like, you, you know, you hear him be, be described as undersized, and then you see him on the on the television screen like, oh, he's, he's, he's like Enroth, like yeah. undersized, right? Like, he's really small. Even maybe he's smaller than Enroth was. I don't, actually, you know what, I think what he is, he's taller than Enroth. What oh, he okay. is, is he's not a behemoth like goalies are. He's six foot. Really? Yes. He looks like he's five. Nine. Devin Levi is six foot. He looks like he's five nine, the same way that the shortest player on a basketball court looks short to you, <laughs> yeah. but is like six six. Right. Like Devin Levi is six foot, so he is a smaller goaltender, but he's not. I mean, I don't want to say he's tiny, but I'm not so. I'm not, I'm not sure how much smaller you can get. You can't exactly be five five. Yeah. No, but like I mean, for how quick he is, though, like that could make him like a fun goalie to watch too, if he's that size and he can turn into what the hype is. I had a prospect guest on Lockdown Sabres last week that said he's going to be UC Saros, like of the Nashville Predators. Good. It, that's like the only comparable maybe in the league for a goalie of that size being like franchise netminder in the Vesna race. Saros, by the way, finished third in the Vesna last year, and this year he might be flirting with it again. So it does happen, and he makes some ac- – the save he makes at the end of overtime last night I'm watching right now where he just kicks the leg out. Yep. And, like, the puck – he kicks his leg out so quickly the puck, like, goes out to the blue line. <laughs> yeah. Like, he just ricochets it all the way out to center ice. So, that's exciting because goalie is the one thing they haven't really had figured out. No, for a long time. Well, I shouldn't say that. I mean, Olmark was good and then he just He just couldn't, he couldn't stay healthy, too, while he was here. That's true. But, that's true. But, so, right, no, he if he was healthy and under contract, they would have had their goalie answer. So the good news is Levi and Northeaster, and the bad news is the Sabres have lost four straight after losing to the Kings. It's two out of the out of the bye, and it was two going into the bye as well. 
Where is goalie on that list for you, though, of let's not be afraid to kind of hit tap on the gas a little bit here. Not be afraid to swing a deal, try to get even better right now in the standings. Because I we we mostly talk about Chikrin and Meyer for that. We've kind of stopped, I feel like, talking about goaltender for that, haven't we? Yeah, I think that is a, a I think that's a byproduct of goalies not being as available. Like Demko, Thatcher Demko in Vancouver, maybe for a, there was a day of that. Right? Like whether that was a good idea or not, but maybe that dissipated. So yeah, that's probably right, though. Like, how many guys are available that you would say are clear and obvious upgrades over what the Sabres currently have? And of all the positions, I don't want to have a guy on term that I don't like. Other positions you can bury. It just seems tougher with goalies. You know, you're not going to carry as many. The Sabres this year got to carrying three from initially carrying two because Lukanen played his way into that group of three. And the idea of getting another one, I'm not against it if it were to help them. In fact... I did want to talk about the Sabres and the deadline and some of the stuff Kevin Adams said uh, later today, but I don't think about goalie too much because I don't think it's very likely. Demko, as you mentioned, who else? Every other name I hate. Bobrovsky comes up a lot, and he's $10 million a year. $10 million a year for the next four years. Jonathan Quick comes up, and it's big money for no big term. He's been horrible this year. So I say Quick or Gibson? You said Quick. Okay, Gibson's who I mean. John Gibson Gibson comes up. Again, often it's just too much term, too much money. And I'm not one that's going to necessarily back away from contracts, but even in the most conservative terms of how much you don't want to go too far on the contract, a lot of these guys are just, you know, to me they're not worth it. They can wait. And I know you've made the point on on Devin Levi that you Mm -hmm. should not expect him to be the Sabre starter next year. It's going to take time. It always takes time for these guys to find their yep. their full starting potential. But like a guy like John Gibson is under contract through 2027 at 6.4 million. I just have no right. interest. Right. And I would think the Sabres have no interest. Why do I want to pay four more years after this year of 6.4 million dollars? That's halfway through the Thompson and Cousins extensions that yeah. I'm playing I'm paying John Gibson into his 30s. It's kind of why I like the Demco idea though. It's 3 years after this year. Yeah. Well, three, like, I guess three, three is less than four. Three is maybe, right, it's maybe one more year than what might be the sweet spot here. But I feel like that might be perfect for the timeline of, of Levi. Just to ensure that I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be caught in the air with, with just Uka Pekka Lukanen, if that even continues to develop here. And, oh, it's 2024, and Levi's still not quite there yet. He's playing better in Rochester, but whenever we call him up, it still looks too inconsistent to keep him up here. Like, And, and now the team is more fully formed, and they are ready to win. Because that's the other thing, is everyone's timeline at the other positions, two years from now, they're going to be ready. Like we already, we already are debating whether or not we think they're ready to win right now, and it's defendable that we think they're ready to win right now. Next year, I think that will be even easier to get to. All right, time to go. Like, let's go playoffs. Let's win a series at some point here. Like, that's going to start happening as Cousins turns twenty three and twenty four, and Quinn and Paterka get into their second and third years, and now Power is not just oh, what a, he's a Calder candidate, and oh, he's one of the five best defensemen in hockey. And Darlene, too. Like, everyone's going to be fully formed, and Levi will just be arriving. So I'll have all my defensemen getting into full swing here. My forwards will be in that point as well, and I'll be relying on a rookie netminder at some point when it's going to be go time for this team to win. Like, that that just makes me a little, a little anxious if that is the plan yeah. for them in net. Timeline's a little bit... A little bit. It's just odd. a little mismatched, and I feel like a Demko just kind of solves that in that you can start him twenty, thirty games a few years from now. And yeah. I know I'm eliminating Lukanen from that situation, but I don't know. I just I feel like I'm not afraid to go trade for a guy that's got three years left on his deal. You tell me he's got four, and now I'm starting to get a little against it. Well, especially what the money is like that John Gibson idea six point four. I mean, it's just right. <laughs> Right, no, that's too too much. That, that's big money for the Sabres, who we'll see when they ultimately end up spending to the cap versus, you know, are they going to have their own self-imposed cap? I feel like that's a question worth asking. Are they going to go to $82 million mm-hmm. as soon as they can, or are they going to just 
you know, slow play and not necessarily go all out. So plenty to think about with the Sabres. The good news is Levi. The bad news is they lost to the Kings. Uh, they get right back to it shortly on this road trip. So, you know, you've you've got an opportunity to kind of bounce back. The Ducks on Wednesday. The tanking Ducks. The tanking Ducks. So yeah. you have to win that one. The Ducks on Wednesday and the Sharks on Saturday, another team that's, you know, selling off parts, whether it's Timo Meyer or Eric Carlson. You know, <laughs> thinking about the Sabres team, where they are right now, I was going to do this later. We've got Paul at 7, and we've got Marty Baron at 8, but I'm I'm – I'm struggling to think about or just to find the the term I want for where they are right now because mm-hmm. everybody's pretty happy with the growth. Everybody's pretty happy with locking up the pieces. And, you know, we, we treat this year that they have here as if it's already a success because they were in a playoff race. Well, they're not quite out of it yet. But they're not far from being out of it again. They're they're rolling back. Yeah. Little, yeah, they were in and then they were out and then they played back in and they had a game where had they won, they would have moved into a playoff spot right before the break. Yeah, they didn't. And now it's the kind of thing where you wonder, will you ever get there? I'm thinking about when I golf and I've got to look at, you know, I've got to look at shooting an 89 because I like to break 90, and I just pull a triple bogey on the card and think, it's well, dead. that's over. I'm going to need a hole in one <laughs> at some point. It's going to take a miracle to get back to where I was. And they're not quite at miracle status, but one of the range of outcomes that could have happened this year and still could, of course, is what if they finished poorly and the pace that they were on that would have had them in a playoff spot through 60 games or through 50 games becomes a real second-half slump Mm. and you finish behind Detroit and Ottawa. Both very possible. Ottawa's three points back of you and Detroit is tied. Yeah. You know, you went from ahead of Florida to back four points and you went from ahead of the Islanders to back four points, and now you're tied with Detroit. And you went from also with Washington, who was in a spot. Like, were they at one point two points out with like four games in hand? Like they had all they had they were above Washington in points percentage at one point. Yeah, and, and now, now six points back. Now they're six points back. They're and they're just hanging on to that while games in hand, right? Like they're they're right at the end of that. They're three. They're six points back of Washington with three games in hand. At one point, it was, oh, if I only win one of the four games in hand I have, I'm good. Now you have to win every single one you have, and now you got three teams in the middle. If they finish with 85 points and are behind Ottawa and Detroit, aren't we going to feel disappointed? It depends. 85 would be the highest number they've had post-tank. And it would be significantly over what their over was at the beginning of the year. Yep. Wasn't it 77? So eighty-five points. That means that also means what? Are they in it until that? That almost is what matters to me more. How long are they in it? Are they dead by the middle of March? Like, is the final month of the season meaningless games? Because that that to me is going to really decide how this feels. If they get eliminated with ten days left to go in the season and they end up finishing with eighty-eight, that to me might be a lot different than they're in the low eighties. But March fifteenth. They're just we're not even we're not even watching what the Panthers are doing that night or what the Penguins are doing that night because it feels like it's over. Four straight losses, five up, five given up against Carolina, seven given up against the Flames, five given up against the Kings, and their goal scoring in those three games one, two, and two. Yikes! If they don't score four or five goals, they're in trouble. It's pretty much the way that it works. I mean, their wins. Looking at the the lowest goal total they have in a win, they had a three two win recently. Didn't Winnipeg, they? yeah, but that was like rare. Three two against Winnipeg, three two against Dallas. But last time this team scored two goals and won a game, did they have they done it all year? I'll let you know. I'm I'm I'm, I'm not lo- I'm not sure it. they've done it all year. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, a two one game or a two nothing game. I I want to bet that has not happened. Put it this way: I found a nine before I found a two. <laughs> Right, they all have a two in a period before they have that. Yeah. So, yeah, standings-wise, it's not looking as good. And I'm going to be fighting to want to The answer still... is no. They have not won a game with two goals or less. Okay. Not a single one. Not a single game. I feel like if they have that type of deflating end to the season, I'm going to be want to, I'm going to want to fight for this was still a good year and they are still on the right track. I don't I don't think I'm going to want to hear any indictment of what they've, what the young core is, at least. It'll be an indictment, maybe, of the missing pieces that they need to fill, the yep. holes that they need to fill. 
But that, to me, will be it. Yeah, that's probably right. And people love patience. You get a lot of credit for patience. You get a lot of credit for just waiting, letting young guys grow. And the fact that they have so many of these guys under contract, Cousins, Thompson, Darlene will get a new deal at some point, Samuelson, Power. You know, they've they've got – they're really set up. You know, when Kevin Adams talks about wanting to set themselves up for sustained success, I asked you last week, haven't they already done that? They, they kind of have in a lot right. of ways. There are more things to continue to do. But it will um, – I guess I would say – if you finish with 81 points and you're Tim Murray, who has been accused of hitting fast forward, and you're Kevin Adams, you finish with 81 points and you don't hit fast forward, how much different is that really? Both teams have 81 points. Mm-hmm. And the year that Murray got fired, they thought they were going to be a 90-point team and fell down into the back into the 70s. Like They thought right. they were going to keep pushing forward and they fell back. I don't think that's, that's in the cards for this team, but... You know, one thing about the Chikrin deal, which has not happened yet, right? He's still... He's not been he's traded. Not, not been traded. He's, the, he's also not playing, though. That's right. They're holding out Jacob Chikrin for trade-related reasons. And it looks like the Kings might be the favorite. One, This is finally... A, a, I struggle to make this point sometimes, Joe, and it finally worked out in my brain. And it was when the rumor was that Boston might be the team that was going to get Chikrin. Yeah. And I thought, well, if Boston gets Chikrin... You kind of can't congratulate yourself for being patient if you're the Sabres because while you're out there saying, no, no, don't hit fast forward, just be patient, your opponents will continue to try to get better. And if yeah. if Chikrin were to go to a team in this division, let's say Boston, well, next year when you want to be better, they're also planning on being better. Right, because Chikrin is 24. 24. So that timeline speaks to they are not planning on taking a step back anytime soon. Nope. And he's 24, he's really good, he's cheap. Any team that gets him is going to get a nice little boost. Yeah. And the, the there's a little bit of the Sabres and Bills being the same here for me, which is I feel like there's a little bit of conversation around both teams that they will be guaranteed to stay in it and stay close if they just trust the process, Yeah, take their time. Don't go too crazy. Don't trade away this. Don't go. They're definitely different because they're in different stages of their development. But I've got some on the Bills I want to bring up to, the, to, to you later with this too. Because for the Sabers, you know, Kevin Adams says you can't hit fast forward. Okay, can I hit forward? Yeah. When can I hit forward? Hit trading for Jacob Chikrin is not fast forward. It's just forward, right? And there's nothing wrong with forward. You'd never be accused of hitting fast forward in an off season. That would just be forward. Okay, we're going to go get this player. We're going to make this trade. We're going to make this signing. And, you know, this team's lost four in a row. If they come back from this road trip with losses to either Anaheim or San Jose, those are going to be bad losses. Those are bad teams. And you're falling, you're drifting here. You're drifting out of the playoff race. So Thompson's on the second line last night, started on the second line with a little bit of a, a jumble of the line. So mm-hmm. we'll talk to Paul about how, how that went. Krebs and Cousins score the goals. They were down 5 nothing though, the Sabres. Were. Oh, and they killed my under. They just had to, they're the worst type of bad beat. They've already lost. You have under 6.5, and, and then just the four-minute-to-go the, the four minute to go Krebs goal. That was fine. It was a nice goal. Um, the other thing, too, like, as what, what's the thing you hear a lot about when you preach patience and let them grow together? If they kind of fall apart here if if they do big if i mean it's two it's only two losses out of the break and it's four it was, going back before it was two heading in yeah it was two heading in so it's four, it's right it's a four and game, game losing streak. and the game heading in they lost 5-1 is it good for them if they do kind of stumble is it good for them if they i don't want to assume that answer is yes because that could bring that bad mojo back into the the atmosphere of the team and it can make it feel like it could it is a little bit the same to what it has been or even if that's not true you can have that that vibe and if you were to trade for chikrin and that's going to benefit you by okay now look at the the defense core he's going to help you not fall on your face at the end of the season if that's going to happen and that can be good i think for this team to it, i just don't want to have it both ways if it's a team that's out of the playoff race 
plays great down the stretch. You hear a lot about momentum going into the next year. They're going to carry that in. Well, if they do the opposite of that, I don't want to hear that this was a good experience for them to go through because it's either one or the other. Mm. Either it's good to end the season strong or it's not good to end the season strong. I do think they're a long way from bad vibes creeping in. A how, long, how long? Well, I mean, they're on a losing streak. What if that number... If The fact they're on a losing streak is you start seeing that number grow. They play Anaheim tomorrow, so you'd like to think it ends tomorrow. But They're a Don Granado conversation away from feeling better about things. That's what I would say. <laughs> okay. We're, we're going to talk to Granado some point this week, and we will instantly feel better about things because you know the previous two head coaches wouldn't even acknowledge there were problems. And this, you know, this coach, your young players are playing well. You're doing relatively well. It it will not be sunshine and rainbows nonstop where results don't matter. I mean, mm-hmm. even to Granado, they matter. So I, I, I do think there are ways off of that. Anyway, good morning. 803-0550. Sabres lost last night, and it's four in a row. And hopefully they can get back in the playoff race because they are drifting. Sneaky Joe and me, Jeremy White. Uh, we'll take your phone calls if you want to chime in. I've got plenty of stuff I want to get to, Joe, on the Super Bowl. Still, like it's you know okay. it's two days after it's it's still fresh. You know, there's there's storylines coming out from each side, and whether it's the field, the surface, the play callers, everything. There's still plenty to get to on that and takeaways for the Bills as we uh, start to get ready for the off season here. So join us if you'd like. Happy Tuesday. You're going to see the sun today and some nice temperatures as well. The phone number for us, 8030550 here on WGR. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Olofsson's got some room. That's taken away quickly. Tip to the net. Scores! Peyton Krebs gets the Sabres second of the night. And with 451 remaining in the third period, it's now 5-2 L.A. Dan Dunleavy on the call. Your Firth Moments of the Game brought to you by Firth. For the moments in your life, go forth to Firth. All right. Tough one. Tough one. Football. You ready for some football? Yeah, I'm ready for for football. On February 14th, he said, (laughs) two days after the season ended. By the way, it's Valentine's Day. I got. We didn't mention it in the first thirty six minutes. I got great wow. news from my wife yesterday on Valentine's Day. So uh-huh. yesterday we're in here doing the show, Howard and I, you and me and Howard, and you know whatever. One segment, I look at my phone and I see, oh my god, it's February thirteenth. Tomorrow's Valentine's Day. Oh, uh, one of those. Oh no. Yep. Are, is that is that normally you? I, listen, I'm not trying to say I'm a deadbeat. I'm not. No, no, you no. Know, yeah, yeah. Just, just it snuck up on me like. 
the Super Bowl is a day, of course, that you circle on the calendar. Maybe two sure. days later, it just gets by you. Yes. So I'm like, oh, geez, okay, Valentine's Day. All right, that's tomorrow. And then yesterday, after the show, when I get home, at one point she says to me, we're, uh, we're not really doing anything for Valentine's Day, right? And I thought, okay, thank you. Yeah, great, perfect. No, right. we're, we're not. <laughs> I'll get some flowers for the kitchen, but no. Or is that a test? No, we're not doing anything. We're, okay, we're, okay. No, we, we're... we're, <laughs> All right. we're I hope it's not a test. No. <laughs> You're going to find out. But that thing, later. I mean, yes. it snuck up on me when she said that I was so relieved. I mean, uh-huh. you know, with, with our lives are busy. Like, a lot of people have busy lives. But the two kids and, you know, they're growing up and it's every, everything is chaos. Every day is chaos. Every sure. minute of every day is good chaos. But when she said, we're not doing anything, are we? I, I was very happy. Yes. <laughs> good. No, there will be no... Fancy, elaborate thing. We're, we're going. We're leaving town in a couple weeks, so you know th- we'll do that. I just go for the surprise game, dinner reservation. But you're not going to know until we pull up to the restaurant. Okay, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Got to give, got to put a little spice into it, or something. At least a little something. You going tonight? We're going tonight. Very nice. Yeah, early dinner reservation though. How early is early? Four thirty. Four o'clock. Wow. You went. Four o'clock. You went under my four thirty guess of early. I, well, I, I love it. You know, the, you want to do dinner dinner in a movie or do, go out for a drink after, and you get the morning shift, I, hey, 4 o'clock. You don't have to convince me. Right? Makes total you sense. You want to be done by when? 9? Yeah. That's, that's the, I want to be done with every 9 o'clock at home because I'm old now. I like it. I like it a lot. And also, I half plan on golfing tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> right, so the Super Bowl. I guess I'll start here with this. What did we really learn from the Super Bowl? We're always guilty or at, in danger of overreacting to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I can remember specifically the Chiefs Bucks Super Bowl to me felt like the biggest potential overreaction. The Chiefs didn't have an offensive line. Uh-huh. Mahomes was hobbled. The game got away from Kansas City. And also, he. I actually watched an NFL Films thing of that game. He made seven or eight insane throws that guys dropped. dropped. Kelsey dropped one. Yeah. Hill dropped one. Hardman dropped one in the end zone. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He did not. There was one. The one, I think the play where he is leaping and throws the football, I think hits a guy in the face and hits the ground. Yep. And yet, out of that one, it was like, well, there you go. You just have to pressure Mahomes and you're good to go. Right. And what do the Bills do in the offseason? All in. Defensive ends. Yeah. Two of them. Uh-huh. That's how we're going to beat that well, team. That's how they got beat. They, I was going to say, the game before played into that, too, of course, right? Yes, like They yes, did yes. not get near him. No, I, I, don't, I don't think that they only took that away from that one game in the Super Bowl, but right. the game when they lost to the Bucs was very much a, okay, well, you just got to get pressure on Mahomes. And this one against the Eagles almost leads to a little bit of, well, I don't know what you would ever do. That was the, the opposite. That was the best defense in football. Yeah. They rushed the passer like nobody else. They had 70 sacks this year. 70. Yeah. And they couldn't sniff Patrick Mahomes in this game. A hobbled Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, of course, the question is, do you, do you learn anything from this? Maybe what you learn is about weapons. And the four teams that were in the Final Four all have great weapons. San Francisco, mm-hmm. Philadelphia, Kansas City, Cincinnati. Are they the four best? I mean, Cincinnati is definitely there. Kansas City might not be top four in weapons, but they have Kelsey and good pieces. They have Kelsey and then like six other guys they can count on. Right, and they have the offensive design and, you know, the other things around their weapons make their weapons better. So maybe there's the takeaway there. The thing I heard a lot yesterday, and I guess this is where I'm going to be for the next six, seven months. How many months? What, it's it's February? Eight months, right? Well... Till the next game? Well, seven, seven months. The next seven game. months. This is where I'm going to be for seven months. I think Bills fans need to stop acting like they are just guaranteed to stay in the Chiefs' atmosphere. Mm. Right? This idea that, well, you've got Josh Allen, so of course you're going to be right there no matter what. I mean, you'll, you should be good. Josh Allen's going to make sure the Bills are good for quite some time. Right. But the idea that they will just be on their level for simply existing... I don't know. I'm getting a little. I'm getting a little uncomfortable with that. Yeah. This idea, like, and I, 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 when I say what I mean by that is going to a rookie offensive coordinator. Okay, year one that went decently. What's gonna 
happen in year two? We'll find out. Weapons. We watch them let the we- weapons kind of dry up and go away that they had to pick up you know, guys yeah. off the street. So, you know, it's just like, I don't think that we should be, maybe it, it, it translates, Joe, to taking Josh Allen for granted. That, oh, because Josh is there, you're always going to be in the neighborhood, so just do this and do that, and you'll be just as good as the Chiefs. Right. I'm looking right now, too. Like, the the Bills, defensively, I, they they do they have the right recipe against Mahomes? They've never really rushed him well, except that one regular season game this year. And looking right now at his splits, of all the teams that have played Mahomes at least twice, only the Colts, Mahomes has a lower passer rating against than the Bills. Mm-hmm. He's an 88 against the Bills. Almost every other team is above 100. And the Colts are at 84. He played so, them one time? He played them twice. Twice? Okay. He's played them twice. He's played the Bills five. So am I supposed to – can I read into that almost a little bit in that – do the Bills have the right formula for Mahomes and that you focus more in the secondary, you keep everything in front of you, and you just hope that there's a mistake? Because uh, we're seeing it. The Eagles with the pass rush not getting to him. That was the third most sacks ever. And they didn't come they didn't sniff him. They didn't come near him. So the lesson I uh, the lesson I take away from that game is don't bet on getting to him. Yeah. Honestly, like defensively, don't think you're going to figure it out because we we went round and round here for 20 years trying to figure out what it was you were going to do to stop Tom Brady right line up Aaron Schobel on Gronkowski and you know stop him at the line of scrimmage or get pressure with four or blitz every different thing was mentioned as a possible way to stop Tom Brady and in 20 years nobody ever figured it out ever I, I don't want to do the same thing with Mahomes for 20 years I don't want to try to figure out how to stop Mahomes for 20 years. I I am okay throwing my hands up and saying, you're not going to do it. So you should just try and race him. Yes. Race him to 50 points. Right. Yes. He is a race car, and I need my own race car. I don't want to to try to stop him. Yeah. So that that speaks to, I just, I kind of, I'm more, I am more kind of, Thinking about not signing Tremaine Edmonds after that Super Bowl than I was the day before. You know, it's funny. We had a guy call yesterday and say that exact point, and I hadn't thought about Edmonds yet. Edmonds, I've been kind of convinced that they're going to do it because they have to invest in defense somewhat. Any but, team, but they already have a lot of investment, I, right? I, I know, I know. They already, if they pay Edmonds, will they not be investing more in linebacker than every team, any team in football? I'd have to look at the salaries, but it'll be close. They'll be they'll be near the top if it'll, they're not number one. It'll be close. And do I want to be paying more to linebacker than any team in the league? Because in theory, I don't want the Bills to be that team. Well, That's the, not the position for that. The, the thing I was thinking yesterday was what would happen if an NFL team invested consistently every single year all of their premium assets on offense every year and said, "Yeah, we our our goal is for our defense to be twentieth. We Re- don't replacement level." Yeah, we don't. We don't even care if our defense is twentieth or below. We have to have a top three offense every single year, and if a team did that every single year, mm-hmm. they might be the Chiefs. <laughs> the Chiefs. <laughs> that's what the Chiefs are. Yeah. The Chiefs are an, an offense that is top three and a defense that is bad. This this year's Chiefs defense was not good. Last year's Chiefs defense had about an eight game stretch where they got Melvin Ingram and it looked better, and then they weren't good after that. Right. The Chiefs have not ever had a good defense under Mahomes, with Mahomes. They drafted a bunch of rookies and started rookies this year. That was another part of their story. That in the right. secondary, they got rookies up and down the lineup. They got a rookie defensive and in George Karloftis. So they, they play rookies on defense and they win the Super Bowl. They have like one defensive player everyone's heard of, right? Chris Jones. Maybe Frank Clark, One stud. Too. Yeah. And Tyron Cl- Matthew. Yeah. But like you're right. Like These are not exactly household names. If right. you were to go around... The NFL and say, "All right, ready? Let's." It's called name a Chiefs defensive player. Go. Yeah. Not everybody would even get Chris Jones, who yeah. is of course great. But what would happen if the Bills just decided, or if any team, if you are, what if you're the Patriots? Maybe it's a bad example. They can't. They can't pick good offensive players to save their life. I don't know yeah. who the right answer. The Colts, Jeff Saturday, Jim Irsay, whoever the coach, Shane Steichen might be their coach. They decide. We're not looking for balance. We're not going to try and be a balanced team anymore. Shane Steichen's going to be their offensive coordinator, 
And here's what this team's going to be. They're going to be a track meet team on turf mm-hmm. and invest 75-25 to the offense. Wouldn't you expect them to be good? Yes. Yes, every year. And if they flip, contender contending good. And if they flipped it around, 75 defense, 25 offense, wouldn't you expect them to battle to be like 9 and 8? Uh-huh. They'd be they might get lucky in a year and be the Titans if they can find a historically good running back. Yeah. Right? Like do I and I don't want to strive to be the Titans. The Bills maybe middle it a little bit and that might always be what they are because Sean McDermott is their head coach. Right? Like are they ever going to be the team that Ignore defense even, I think, is a little strong. But let's say ignores defense. Are they ever going to be that team? Because they're going to have to decide going forward, what positions are we okay with replacement level? Because as these, as the Allen contract goes up and the Diggs contract goes up, they're going to have to start deciding what positions are we okay with replacement level. Can we get by with replacement level? And... I'm going to want more of those answers to be on the defensive side of the football than on the offensive side of the football. Because right now, it felt like last year, everything was on the offensive side when it came to what's okay with replacement level. The offensive line, especially, has always been that. Yeah. Offensive line. Running back, I am okay with that being the answer. Yeah. But, like, I don't want receiver to be that answer. It wasn't slot receiver that? Pretty much. That, that to me, their biggest, that, that can't happen. Their biggest investment was, what, a $4 million contract to Jamison Crowder? Yeah. Yep. Joe writes in, I think everyone's been freaking out too much. Fire this person, fire that person. 13-3 and three with a quarterback that had an injured arm and some bad play by certain players. Tweak some things and keep going. This team is good. I don't think that anybody's not saying that. Right. Everybody knows they're good. It Every- just depends how strong tweak is to you. Yeah, what's tweak? Yeah. What's tweak versus a drastic move? Because what I'm thinking of is, I think, considered a tweak, right? I'm not trying to fire anybody. You'd be open to it. Wouldn't, you, would, be op- wouldn't you be open to changing coordinator? Either sure. one of them. I'd be open to it. It doesn't have to happen. I'm not sure I'd be open to... Uh, uh, this is from what starting point right now? Because Dorsey, I think, it, the, the, the too late. Well, right. I mean, I just I mean, mean, I mean in, an in, in general. As Joe writes in... Yeah, no, in general, know, I'm okay with it. Yeah. In general, I'm okay with it. But, like, they've got, to me, they've got a few premium assets this offseason. They've got their picks, right? They've got the first, the second, the third. Like, those are going to be the top of the list. And maybe right there next to it, if not number one, is the money it's going to take to sign Tremaine Edmonds. That money, just put it off to the side right now. They're going to find a way to get that chunk of money, whatever Edmonds would cost, $15 million, $16 million a year. They're going to find their way to, they're going to have 15 to $16 million available. And for me, it's going to come down to, do you want to pay that on, on, on Tremaine Edmonds, who is a great linebacker? Well, isn't their defense one of the main reasons they're 13-3? and three? We like to say it's all Josh Allen. They were, were they the number one defense in football? Their top three? DVOA? They were. They're consistently excellent on defense, and he's a big part of it. But what would they be if they were 14th? On defense? Yeah. This team? Then, and I'm going to use that and to gonna... go improve my offense. They're going to drop to 14th in DVOA. What are they next year? Are they what? not still a Super Bowl contender? Maybe. Depends. Depends on how successful they are to get those pieces on offense. I, I know. I, I end up getting kind of crossed up on, on all this stuff I think about the Bills because there's no doubt they're good. To me, I'll make a golf analogy. I like my golf analogies. The Chiefs are Tiger Woods, and the Bills are a team that has beaten Tiger at a tournament but has never won the Masters, has uh-huh. never won the U.S. Open, and beat him at, like, you know... They're Jim Furyk. Beat him, some, <laughs> beat him somewhere sure. and says, no, I'm on that level. Like, not... No. Yeah. No, you're not. I know you've beaten them. I know you've beaten him. I know you've played at that level, but... I don't think you can just say, I'm on that level without the hardware. They've got multiple season MVPs, Super Bowl MVPs, and Super Bowl titles, and you don't even have an appearance. But to me, there's nothing they could do defensively that would make up that gap. There is something they could do offensively that could make up that gap. Well, the thing they could do defensively to make up that gap was sign Von Miller, and that looked to be going well. So hopefully he can return yeah. and be on the level defensively and you know get back to where he was. He's a game changer. And I, I I know what you're saying about Edmonds. Use that money elsewhere. Where to use it? Stud receiver, stud line help, 
rebuild the line. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of there are a lot of places to go. My thing is, I know they're good. I need to stop talking like they're on that same level. There's they, they we can't do that anymore. They need to earn that level. Do they not? By beating the Chiefs. Yeah. If you were a Chiefs fan and you listened to the Bills say like, oh yes, we're on your level, what would you say? No, they would think you're it's crazy. ridiculous. Yeah. You, you haven't even made a Super Bowl. Right. One AFC championship versus five. One championship game. Yeah. That you lost by double digits. Right. Oh yes, we're on no, that they, level. No, they would think we sound, we sound insane. It sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Understanding that they're still very good and have the one seed going to week 15. I understand all that. But... We have reached the time where well the, the results are, are all that matter. We'll get a break in. We're, yeah, we're super yeah. late. 803-0550, if you have a thought on this. We'll continue talking football. Paul's joining us, Paul Hamilton, seven o'clock to recap last night's Sabres loss and uh you know start to turn towards the uh the playoff race that they are drifting in a little bit. Happy Valentine's Day. Jeremy White, Jody Biasi on WGR. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. I want this team to go absolutely all in on the offense. I want every move they make to be about adding weapons and making the offensive line better, whether that's in free agency, whether that's in a trade, whether that's in the draft. Both of these teams have tons of talent around their quarterbacks. I feel like for the Bills, there's a gap there, and it needs to improve. Matt Bovey joining the Extra Point Show. Matt Bovey of Channel 7 and the... uh, it's always Game Day in Buffalo podcast with Mr. Sal Capaccio. Jeremy White, Jody Biasi, happy Valentine's Day. Thinking back to like memories of Valentine's Day. Are there what? any sports memories of Valentine's Day? Ooh. Yeah. Is there a Valentine's Day brawl or is, it, is there a Valentine's Day? There's a ho- famous hockey brawl, isn't there? Aren't you thinking of Mother's Day? Maybe I'm thinking of Mother's Day. Any Valentine's Day sports memories? Um, the brawl, the Sabers brawl game would have been after Valentine's Day, right? Ottawa's February twenty second. Okay, so that's not going to be it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Did a Super Bowl ever fall fall on Valentine's Day? No, right? Because it's always on. Is it always a Wednesday? It's always got to be before that. The fourteenth can't be a Sunday, or it can be, but it would be the third too far in, right? Could mm-hmm. it be? Could it be the? I guess it could, right? Uh, it, isn't it Jim? It's Jim Kelly and Drew Bledsoe's birthday. Jim Kelly and Drew Bledsoe's birthday. That's got to be the best Bills quarterback birthday there is. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jim Kelly. He is sixty. What year is it? Three. Okay. I don't even know what year it is. Jim Kelly was in a uh, Super Bowl commercial. Yes, he was. Made an appearance as a bartender. Drew Bledsoe. How old's Drew Bledsoe? Drew Bledsoe. Fifty-one is yeah. Early 50s. Drew Bledsoe is 50. So one. Sorry, four. I forgot what year it was again. So you're right. 51. He's only five years older than Tom Brady is. Yeah, Drew Bledsoe is, wow. And he's been gone for how long? 15 years. Forever. A long time. 
Bledsoe. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Drew Bledsoe. Happy birthday, Jim Kelly. Paul Hamilton on the other side. We'll get to our web poll about the Bills being on the level with the Chiefs. And, uh, you know, Matt Bovee's comments about going on all offense. I want to talk about the officiating. People got to figure out what they want with the officiating when it comes to uh, the NFL. It's not an easy question to answer either. So, Paul, on the other side, we'll uh, recap last night's loss. If you slept through it, you didn't miss a whole ton. It was 5-2. to two. We'll see if there are any sort of lingering problems for the Sabres with Paul next. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.